Hello and welcome to TV Times 3, episode 390. On this episode, we've got some cancellation and renewal news, and then we'll be previewing the 2018 spring TV schedule. Parentheses, I actually spent a lot of time on this. Unlike any other time we do any kind of preview where I'm like, yeah, I guess I'll watch it. I actually watch stuff. End parentheses. Plus, a brief reality check and some TV recommendations at the end. You can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 390. I'm Amory from mytakeontv.com. I'm Jason the TVholic from tvholic.com. And I'm Kyle from noreruns.net. All right. And here we are. Yeah. And I think I, think I watch more stuff uh, this time than, well... For the winter preview, it was so before stuff was coming back, there wasn't a lot to actually watch yeah. when we did it. So, But then also, because of reasons, we ended up uh, postponing a few days, too. So we had a... We had some extra time. And, you know, like, the networks were nice enough to release some more stuff during that period of time. Exactly. So we were able to watch some more things. And uh, so, yeah. So here we are. Here's our news. Amazon has renewed Lore for a second season. I don't know what that is. I think it's like an anthology series. Yeah, it's a horror oh. anthology. It's uh, based oh. based off of a podcast of okay. the same name that uh, um, talks about horror stuff. Neat. Bravo renewed Top Chef for a 16th season, which is awesome because I love Top Chef, even with Graham Elliott on it. Oh, I hate him. Um... Comedy Central has renewed Corporate for a second season and Drunk History for a sixth season. I love Drunk History. I don't watch it often, but like every now and then a clip will go viral and it's just so funny. Do you but guys watch not, either of these? Not funny enough to get you to watch the whole episode. Yeah, exactly. I discovered the other day that I still haven't seen it pass for that, even though I haven't watched it in three years. <laughs> I suddenly saw like six six episodes sitting on my team. I was like, delete. I got more space back. Because I, I just never get around to deleting the season pass. Yeah. But I delete Do them the as they record. <laughs> um, Disney renews Andy Mack for a third season. Is that any relation to Alex Mack? I have no idea. I don't know. I don't either. I'm not a big Dis- Disney watcher. <laughs> no, Disney XD has renewed Star versus the Forces of Evil for a fourth season. Uh, also have no idea what that is. Fox has officially canceled Wayward Pines, which I didn't realize was not canceled. Um, <laughs> has renewed So You Think You Can Dance for a 15th season, which actually surprised me because I thought for sure the last season was going to be the last one. Um... HBO has renewed Crashing and High Maintenance for third seasons. I like both of those shows. I haven't watched this season of High Maintenance yet, but I do like it. Um, NBC renews Superstore for a fourth season, which is amazing. And The Voice for a 13th season, which is a no-brainer. Just flying through the news here. Netflix renewed Ultimate Beastmaster and Travelers for third seasons and announced today Black Mirror for a fifth. And my favorite news of the news, Sci-Fi Renews. I said news so many times. Sci-Fi Renews The Magicians for a fourth season. Love. I'm happy about that one, especially since now I'm only (laughs) this past week's episode behind. Yeah, I'm only this past week's episode behind, too. (laughs) Instead of season and a half behind. 
Uh, that was the since we spoiled it for you, and then now you got caught up. Yeah, that's, that's right. I don't remember then, what we spoiled. Uh, but no, that was the I so I I suppose the uh, silver lining of being uh, uh, sick for a week is mm-hmm. is while it did uh, help to postpone recordings of the podcast. Uh, it also helped me catch up on a bunch of shows that I was way behind on. And I hadn't seen 50% free space on DVR in a really long time. See? Get sick more uh, often. Yes, that's the, yeah. that's the key. That's the motto that's here. The... That's the moral of the story. That's our news. And that's in the news. That was the lady from <laughs> SNL. You didn't have to tell me I knew it right away. Okay, just checking. Just checking. <laughs> anyway, Spring TV Preview 2018. That's right. It's a time to... Heck of an intro I gave it. Very (laughs) excited. It's time to talk a little bit about the spring uh, uh, TV season, Uh, even though we're, as I mentioned, we're a little bit uh, later than we originally planned to record, so we've already got like a week of things after the Olympics ended. spring (laughs) also doesn't start for another few days. Technically, but we also only went through February with the... the winter preview. So We're on day five of March, people settle down. <laughs> but yeah, a bunch of but a bunch of things have uh, have started up this last week, or returned, or what have you. But a bunch, still a bunch more stuff to come. So we're going to talk about those, uh, which ones we're looking forward to their returns, and then, as Amory mentioned, we <laughs> we all got a chance to actually watch some of the uh, new shows that are coming, and we'll. Uh, let you know what we think about uh, those as well. And uh, we'll start out on Sundays because that's where my calendar starts. On the broadcast side of things, which uh, ABC will have American Idol, <laughs> of all things. <clears throat> on uh, Sunday nights, uh, starting up on March 11th. Uh, and then that'll be followed by a new show, uh, Deception, also starting up on the 11th. And then CBS has a new show, Instinct, starting up on the 18th of March. Uh, and then that'll be followed by NCIS Los Angeles and Madam Secretary. Uh, Fox has uh, Bob's Burgers and The Simpsons. And then we'll have uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine uh, joining the lineup as of uh, the 18th of March. And then Family Guy and The Last Man on Earth. And then NBC will have uh, Little Big Shots, followed by new show Genius Junior, followed by uh, the return of, uh, well, the second season premiere of Timeless. Uh, the first two on the 18th of March and Timeless on the 11th of March. Mm-hmm. And then Cable Wise on Sundays. Uh, we presently have uh, The Walking Dead that just returned on the 25th of February, and that's followed by Talking Dead. And then as of April 22nd, we'll have Fear the Walking Dead. Uh, well, actually, as of the 15th, it's going to follow The Walking Dead and then move into The Walking Dead time slot, and then we'll be followed by Into the Badlands on the 22nd of April. Uh, e has uh, The Arrangement and The Royals. Uh, both returning for new seasons on the 11th of March. Uh, FX has new show Trust, 
uh, starting up on uh, the 25th of March. Uh, Hallmark has Wind Calls the Heart, which started up back on uh, February 18th. And then we'll have a new season of The Good Witch as of April 29th. Kurt is super excited about The Good Witch. (laughs) Uh, HBO has a new show here and now that started up on February 11th. Uh, And then that slot will be taken over by Westworld as of April 22nd. Uh, And then uh, Silicon Valley and new show Barry will start up on uh, March 25th. Showtime has, uh, well, presently has uh, our cartoon president, which started back in January, uh, but then that'll be taken over by uh, the circus on uh, four... Uh, 4.15, so uh, April 15th. Uh, Homeland is presently playing, but that slot will be taken over by Billions uh, on May 6th, but Billions returns on uh, March 25th uh, following Homeland, and then it'll move up an hour and then be followed by I'm Dying Up Here uh, also on May 6th. And then Stars uh, presently has Counterpart, but then we'll have the Howard's Inn miniseries on April 8th. Uh, and then two other new shows, uh, Vita and uh, Sweet Bitter, uh, starting up on uh, May 6th. And then presently, right now, uh, Counterpart is followed by Ash vs. Evil Dead, which started up on February 25th. And then streaming-wise... As of March 4th, uh, The Good Fight returned to CBS All Access. Yes. So. Uh, I, had a, I had a couple other things that, that weren't mentioned. All right. Um, so on PBS, uh, a new season of Call the Midwife starts on March 25th. And then there's a new show, Unforgotten, that starts on April 8th. And then BBC America. I it was Unforgotten. You said it? No, it was. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, was, I don't remember hearing it, <laughs> but uh, and then it was, it was BBC America. <laughs> then there was BBC America um, as Top Gear, which starts on uh, which started on March third, uh, and then um, the new show Killing Eve is on April eighth. Cool. Yeah. Now that I look at it, I think I skipped over PBS on anything that I have. So yeah. Yeah, because Little Women also starts on the uh, 13th of May. Are we doing May? Yeah, through May. Because they're doing a Little Women. I guess it's a miniseries. Um, okay. I do not have any need for American Idol. No one does. Let's be real. So what do we want to talk about? Are we just talking about new shows? Well, you can talk about anything. Anything that you're will ha- be happy to have back that's uh returning i'm very excited about um timeless i'm very excited about timeless i'm very happy about the good fight because it's amazing it's one of my favorite shows uh brooklyn 99 belongs on sundays i'm excited about that um as far as old shows go i don't i I can't wait for silicon valley i think that's going to be amazing because it is amazing and that's it for old shows for me i mean i watch madam secretary too you know I'm the number one fan of Madam Secretary in the world. 
I'm like almost two seasons behind on that at this point. I need it's to- one of the first shows I catch up on, you guys. I'm obsessed with it. Um, what about you guys for old shows? Um, I'm always about Bob's Burgers. So. Oh, I'm always about Bob's Burgers, too. I love that show so much. So that, um, and then you already mentioned a whole bunch. I'll be watching The Walking Dead and The Fear of the Walking Dead. Um, uh, and Westworld, of course. I'm, I'm looking forward to that returning. Uh, I think that's it for me for old shows. Yeah, pretty much uh, <laughs> Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Timeless uh, on the uh, broadcast side and then uh, Westworld on the cable side. I'm looking at, uh, and well, and Silicon Valley at some point when I catch up because I'm behind on that one. But Oh, I love that show so much. I'm so excited. But yeah, other than that, yeah, I don't know. So, uh, that's the uh, that's the returning stuff we're looking forward to. So uh, I think we all got a chance to uh, see uh, at least the first episode of Deception. Yes. What did everybody so, think about that? Deception is I'm, – I'm taking Kyle's advice. Deception is a show um, about a magician. I'm sorry, he's an illusionist who's like a world-famous delusionist, illusion, and then his illusions kind of fall apart, and it's a big twist about how it falls apart. I actually did not see it coming. And um, he somehow gets involved with a police detective who's totally gung-ho to let this guy just be a part of the force, basically. And then together they solve crimes while he's haunted by another illusionist, basically. I, this, is, this is one of the shows I'm really looking forward to. It, I was not looking forward to it all. Didn't care at all. And then I watched the pilot and I'm like, oh, wow. To me, it was almost like Castle meets Mission Impossible or the A-Team. Like, it's like got like the action adventure, like the little like, oh, we got to put on costumes and and trick people. And, and so I... I and put on wigs and, and other yeah. stuff. So, like, I just really enjoyed it. I, I'm looking forward to um, to this one once it starts up. I agree. I don't know. I tend to like these uh, these types of shows that give some sort of twist to the, you know, the normal solve some sort of case type of uh, procedural. This one could be fun. I mean, I enjoyed the first it's episode. It's Chris Fedak, you guys. It's our buddy, Chris yeah. Fedak. Chuck. I mean, I enjoyed it, but I think, but it also has the, it just has this one feeling though of like, how often is the FBI going to catch a case that they need like an illusionist? <laughs> like once a week, <laughs> once a week, exactly. Well, well of course, uh, uh, it made sense in. I also get the distinct impression that it's going to be, he's, they're very like they're very quick to call out that he's just someone who pays attention because he always kind of knows what's going on. So he notices things that the normal eye wouldn't catch and that's how they're going to use his power. Yeah. Well, it's, it's some of that. And it's also, I I think a lot of whatever they're going to be doing, they're going to have an elaborate ruse at the end. Yeah. To, to, to help and all you need to know is that Vinnie Jones is involved and Vinnie Jones is amazing. So, so there's that, but and and so it's entertaining, and they did give it an ongoing, you know, sort of an ongoing arc, at least, uh, you know, for a season that uh, is the the impetus for him even wanting to do it, right? You, you know, in the first place, and uh, so I think it could be fun. 
uh, you know, for a little while, but I think it also could get, you know, it has the possibility of getting, of getting old, depending on the type of cases that they catch. Cause, cause the first one, it's an, the thing, you know, the thing that happens is so elaborate and it's almost, and it's sort of like actually pointed at him, uh, that that's why he shows up. Uh, but like, how often is that going to, you know, would that be the case? Uh, so it might get a little, it might start to be, I don't know, a little more, I mean, it's already a bizarre, like pair up anyways, like all of these type of things are, uh, yes. but I guess we'll have to see like what kind of cases they're going to catch from, from week to week. Uh, I mean, I suppose it's the FBI, so I suppose it's bigger, uh, type things, but it sort of kind of falls into, uh, oh gosh, why am I, uh, blanking on the, the USA ne- network show with, the uh, suits, no, with the con man and, uh, the FBI white collar. Yeah. White collar. It has, it, it kind of has that, you know, where they're going to be coming up with some sort of, it's in that similar vein of they're going to come up with some sort of sure. ruse or some sort of thing that, uh, some, some sort of con, Except in this place, it's you know, some sort of an illusion type of thing to a uh, trick. It's an illusion. I think it's definitely worth checking out if you like those type of shows. Uh, whereas uh, Instinct, I think, is not. <laughs> oh yeah, so Instinct. Okay, Instinct. Then we have Alan Cumming stars as like somebody who used to be in the CIA, but not everybody knows it. But he's also a college professor. But he's like a hip college professor that does crazy things that scare his students. They call him Professor Homicide because I guess he's a book writer. And then Whoopi's his agent, which, okay. And then he ends up teaming up with the cops when somebody seems to be targeting him. And then they have this neat, I don't know, weird thing. And she, she has a dog, but I don't know. I don't really understand <laughs> it. And, well, that... I mean, they just don't have any chemistry as partners. And I think that Alan Cumming is trying to play it a little funnier than it actually is. Like he's playing, trying to throw some uh, humor in there. And but I also I know, didn't like buy the guy from Scrotal I... Recall. Like his present persona, I didn't buy that he used to be the cool motorcycle wearing. And before that, like, you know, undercover CIA badass. Yeah. Uh, you know, they try and throw something in towards the end that, you know, you see that he has, uh, you know, some sort of fighting skills or what have you and, and stuff. But you just don't buy, like, you don't buy his persona at, at all. all as, like, that he used to be. Uh, I buy that he's, the prof- like, the professor I buy that he's right. the the like the psychiatrist that's in that's you know uh, that's into all these types of things of what causes people to uh, you know become murderers or you know the type of uh, psychology and criminal classes that he's teaching and stuff like that. Uh, but right. I don't buy. I don't really buy the backstory. Like he just doesn't have like when he's. Just when he's like walking around and and uh, and everything, it, I just don't buy that that backstory is is true. Now, when he goes to meet his old CIA buddy Naveen Andrews, <laughs> I totally buy that he is, <laughs> like, right? <laughs> for whatever reason, but 
I love that Alan Cummings' character is married to the guy from Scrotal Recall or Lovesick, one of my favorite shows. Well, I think that's also um, a thing that it takes an element out of uh, these types of shows, too, that you have him married. So there's that there no, is no will they, won't they? Yeah, there's which no, is good because they have no chemistry. Yeah, you know, <laughs> so there's nothing. There's not. There's not that type of partner relationship that could ever uh, develop. So that takes a whole nother element uh, out of some of these types of shows. And so, which I don't mind. Like yeah, that's it fine. Does, it doesn't have just yeah. like Joan and Joan and Sherlock are not romantically entangled and never will be. Yeah, it doesn't have to have. Uh, uh, that type of thing, but they, you know, but their relationship, there was still that possibility at the beginning and then it, it turned into where they're just, uh, you know, really good I'd friends argue, and stuff No, like there that. wasn't, but okay. No, I mean, just generally going into the show, there's, sure. when, you, when you see the, the type of thing, but then when you see the characters and stuff like that and, and, you know, the story they're telling and what they create, yeah, it doesn't go that direction. But I don't know. I just for this type of show, it just felt like I guess because Because they do try and play like the the they try and play some of these moments as funny and like he's the Nathan Fillion to her stonicatic Kadic, whatever. And she's also like the big fan. Like she's read his books and right. and stuff like that. And uh But yeah, I don't know. It it, it took an like I said, not that it needs that element, but in a sh- in a show like where other things are not working, it, that's a whole other element that's like not yeah, that's playable. True. And uh, uh, I don't know. It just it also just didn't like even Work. the way he's brought in because you know they're using clues from his book and and then you know like he has the you know not the photographic memory but the whatever type of memory that he has that he eidetic. I have an identical memory too. Well, his was he associates things with music or whatever. Oh right, Uh, yes, phonetic. uh, Yeah, and so he, you know, and he can like play any instrument or what have you, and uh, and all this stuff. So they try and set up all these things that he has these different types of perceptual skills, and he knows like all these random facts and things like that. So when they're getting you know playing card after playing card with the 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 first set of murders that they're investigating. Uh, yeah, Kyle, what did you think? Well, I watched this for the winter preview, and I couldn't even remember <laughs> if I had watched it. <laughs> so I think that says enough that it wasn't that memorable to me. So I had watched it like three months ago, and I barely remember it. So I don't remember if I liked it or not at this point. Yeah, I just remember watching it going, I really like Alan Cumming, but I don't like him here. Like, I don't, yeah. like, like this is not for the... Like, I don't know, like, the persona that he has is not that much different than when he's playing, like, Eli Gold, but it was totally viable for, like, that character. You don't believe that he was a one of the best secret agents ever, you know? yeah. like, in this show for, so, like, yeah, it, it was, uh, it was not good. Not, so, other new shows, um, Kyle, you didn't, you watched Genius Junior, I didn't watch Genius Junior, because... I don't like NPH's shtick. 
Um, so I, I did watch. Yes, I did watch Genius Junior. It's basically just a game show where they have two teams of really smart kids like competing against each other, doing different problems, and it's insane how intelligent these kids are how good they're i think it's mainly memorization and like it's just insane how good they are at memorizing stuff like even neil patrick harris you can tell he is just in awe like every time he asks the next question you can hear a slight giggle like he can't believe how quick they're getting these answers and moving on to the next question but it's also incredibly awkward. There's like so many like socially awkward moments and Neil Patrick Harris making all these dad jokes the whole time and getting the pity laughs from both the the audience and the uh, and the contestants. But I think it's a it's a fun show that I, I think it'll do well, like right after Little Big Shots. It's like a nice little two hour block if you if you want to watch that kind of just light, humorous family fun stuff. And then Kyle, did you watch Trust? I did watch Trust. I thought that was really good. That's a another. So um, that was another like J. Paul Getty. Um, what's a uh, like the kidnapping story that they did? All the money in the world. Like they yes. just did the movie about it. Um, so it's this one has Donald Sutherland playing J. Paul Getty, and I didn't recognize. Basically, no people. one else is recognizable. Brendan Fraser's in it, and he's amazing. I didn't get um, that far. He's in the pilot. Well, you see him in the background, like in yeah. one little. He does wow. a couple things for him. He's like his simple doer. But it's just really good. I didn't get to Hillary Swank yet. But yeah, I think this one with the production value is is really, really well done. And Donald Sutherland is just excellent. As, yeah. Like, oh, he's so good. Creepy but, and scary and. But also like the best grandfather in the world, but then suddenly obviously not the best grandfather in the world. <laughs> as long as you he likes you and yeah, exactly. you're not gonna cost him anything. <laughs> exactly. If you don't ask for money, he loves you. Uh yeah. So those are the new shows. Uh, we didn't uh, that's that's Sunday. Sunday. All right, so on to Monday. Uh Monday's on ABC will be American Idol uh, as of the 12th of March. Uh, and then Dancing with the Stars will uh, return with another season as of April 30th. Uh, and then as of April 2nd, new show The Crossing uh, will, uh, well, it'll follow American Idol and then uh, Dancing with the Stars. CBS has Kevin Can Wait, Man with a Plan, Superior Donuts, and then new show Living Biblically that started on oh. February 26th. <laughs> Spoiler alert, sorry. And then that's followed by Scorpion until the return of Elementary on uh, April 30th. I'm so excited. Uh, yes, because it seems like so long. Like, I forgot that been, it was even a show. It has been so long. <laughs> Uh, the CW has uh, presently has DZ's Legends of Tomorrow that started up uh, or returned back on uh, uh, February 12th uh, and is uh, presently followed by uh, iZombie as of February 26th. Uh, and then Supergirl returns in the Legends of Tomorrow time slot uh, as of April 16th. Uh, Fox uh, has uh, Lucifer and The Resident. Uh, still playing, 
Uh, NBC has a new season of The Voice starting up or started up on uh, the 26th of February, uh, and that's followed by a new show uh, that's also started up on the 26th of February. On the cable side of things, it's called Good Girls. What did I say? Not new the show. title. <laughs> you said a new show. Well, I guess that I guess that could tell you what I think about it. Oh, uh, sort of. Uh, <laughs> uh, AMC has a new show, The Terror, uh, which uh, starts up on the twenty uh, sixth of March, and then uh, just had a new show, McMafia, start up on the. 26th of February. Uh, Lifetime has the return of Mary Kills People on March 12th, and uh, that was followed by Unreal that started uh, back up on the 26th of February. Uh, Ovation has a new show called X Company that started up on February 19th. Well, it's an old show, but it's a new show for Ovation. Yeah. <laughs> for, uh, for people in the U.S. Yeah, it's a new yeah. show here. Uh <laughs> TBS uh, has uh, American Dad and then followed by a new show, Final Space, uh, that started up on the, uh, well, it starts up on the 20, it started up on the 26th of uh, February in that time slot. It played on the 17th uh, previously. And WGN America has a new show, Shoot the Messenger, uh, which also started on the uh, 26th of February. And then... <laughs> Cable, if you have uh, Acorn TV, uh, has a new show, Ackley Bridge, that starts up on February 26th, and then uh, the return of a show called Delicious on the 5th of May. So any of those, Amory? As far as old shows, obviously I'm watching iZombie because it's the best. Um, Scorpion I watch. I cannot wait for Elementary because I love that show. I watch Lucifer. I hate The Resident with a blinding rage. Uh... Uh, and I love X. I love Unreal. I know people think it was crappy in season two, and I agree to a, uh, a similar sense that it was crappy, but uh, never bad enough that I wanted to stop watching it. So I'm happy it's back. And I like Caitlin Fitzgerald very much as the Sutras. So that's my current shows that I'm watching. Yeah, my, my returning shows are pretty light on on Mondays. I just watched yeah. the the Good Doctor and the Resident. I mean, or sorry, the currently airing shows. Uh, oh, I Good Doctor and the Resident uh, and I Zombie. I'm enjoying that back, and I'll continue to watch Supergirl once that comes back. Unreal. I'm really. I forgot how much I missed the show till it came yeah. back. Like I'm really it's enjoying. Been a long time since it's been on. And I think that's pretty much it for for everything that's on right now. It's not new. Yeah, for me, Superior Donuts, I continue to watch. And then uh, iZombie, another show that I caught up on when I was sick. <laughs> I watched the, <laughs> finally watched the last five episodes of the last season. So uh, I'm ready to go for a new season of that. Uh, and then I think that's, uh, yeah, and then Unreal. I'll watch that. I, I mean, I, I started recording it. I haven't watched the first episode back yet, but uh, that'll be... Also, something to watch on. Uh, but how about the uh, how about the new stuff? Uh, okay, so 
you guys know my thing against David Crumholtz. Like I can't <laughs> watch but he's him. A freak, where he's a he's, he's a, rabbi. a rabbi. How can you <laughs> when, he, when he popped up? When he popped he up, he killed in this, Lucy. Yeah, when he popped oh, up in this, me, I was like, "Was Ambry's gonna hate this as soon as I yeah. saw him?" Well, I was like, "This isn't good." And then, and then when he popped up at the end, I was like, "Well, Amory's definitely out now." Like, yeah, <laughs> if she wasn't I, before. I love Jay Jay Ferguson, right? That's who he is. Is it Jay Ferguson? Yes, you want to you want to breathe I, with the plot I, I this? The only person I liked was the priest. Uh, Ian Gomez was. Ian Gomez, he kind of yeah, okay, really so he's good. funny, the but the rest of it was terrible. So for people who haven't started yet, Living Biblically is about this guy Jay Ferguson from Mad Men, who and Real O'Neills, who's gonna. Uh, live his life exactly like the Bible with the goods and bads and everything that comes between it. And he wears like white suits. And I, I don't really understand. He has like a rabbi and a priest that are like his friends that they hang out with and they give him advice on Egypt. I don't know their testaments. I, I, I hated it. <laughs> uh, I, I, I watched this last winter. I felt no need to rewatch it. Oh, you forgot also has Cameron Mannheim. Oh yeah, that's Cameron boss. Mannheim. Yeah, yeah, that that was the. It also has. Uh, uh, oh, oh, the one from Roseanne, right? Yeah, is she, What's her name? Uh, yeah, totally blanking on her name. Uh, the one from Roseanne. Who? Sarah. Sarah something. Sarah Chalk's in it. No, oh. not Sarah Chalk. Yeah, Sarah no, Gilbert. Yeah, Sarah Gilbert. Yes. Yeah. Well, she was in it as she was the annoying little person that kept popping up all around the office that nobody, I don't know that she, she's not necessarily like in it, in it necessarily. Uh, right. Cause she was busy the, doing her Well, the way that they, and her daily talk show. Yeah. But also like, it was the way that they had, she wasn't in the opening credits. She was more in the like, uh, closing credits and like this person gotcha. type of thing. Uh, you know, so it could be a recurring bit that like pops up here and there, but if she disappeared, you wouldn't be uh, necessarily surprised. No, I I think the I don't know. It's you know, it's based on a book, you know, that they've now turned into a comedy. I don't know that the book was really like uh, I I don't never read the book or whatever. But I don't know that it yeah. was like a lap riot or whatever, and they decided to uh, to make a comedy out of it. They also changed uh, the. I think the main character was, or, you know, the, the person that actually was the writer that wrote the stuff and then like wrote the book, uh, my year of living biblically, uh, uh, you know, was, was Jewish and then, uh, decided to live this way for whatever reason it was. And so here they've got some random guy that's never really even gone to church or has any religious background <laughs> whatsoever. Uh, that works for a small newspaper or some sort of newspaper that can pay him to write movie reviews. They didn't and, pay and, enough attention. And now three columns a week or something like that about his his new adventure into uh, uh, trying to live this way. Uh, mainly, I, I just found the, the priest uh, <laughs> hilarious just because, like, the initial reaction which <laughs> when he says, I want to live my life. Exactly like the Bible, and the priest is like, "Why?" <laughs> hmm. And uh, but then it all goes sort of downhill from there, just because uh, partially because they it's like uh, bad. Well, no, it's all the it's all the sort of like <laughs> no, it's all the sort of like popular sort of you know 
pulling a, a verse yeah. out here or there and saying that's what this means when it doesn't necessarily uh, mean that type of thing just so they can use it as a joke or some sort of thing right. like him throwing a rock at somebody because they're an adulterer. Uh, it's like uh, various things. I don't know. Or the whole. We're talking. Like he, about, honestly, we're spending too much time on it. It's not good. <laughs> You're giving uh, it, it was way just, more press than me. But no, it was just. Uh, <laughs> there was so much in it that was just so. I don't know. Just. Uh, it's, an inter- it's an I interesting idea, things. though. Like, I think it's a very interesting idea. And. I a think, horrible execution. I think there's. There's both a a potential drama or comedy or type of stuff. Like I think Jason is actually secretly into the show. No, he I know. He's, I feel like he's talking himself it. into, I got to set that season pass and no. watch the next. <laughs> yep. No, it's definitely, it's, it's definitely not. Uh, the season pass <laughs> is definitely not set. Uh, there's no, there's no room for, uh, there's becoming less and less room for giving things even a chance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They've got to have like something, no, I just, yeah, like you said, I think it was an interesting idea, but unbelievably poorly executed. Yes. So I'm interested because you skipped the title of the show and then you were like, oh, that's, that's what I think about it. I loved Good Girls. I enjoyed Good Girls myself, too. I never even watched it. So you don't even know. Oh, no. no, you don't get to pull that. It was it's so good. Retta's so good in it. And I struggle with Mae Whitman having like a 40 year old child. Um, <laughs> but I thought that they all were really funny together. And Christina Hendricks was actually really good. And Matthew Lillard was just so, Matthew you know, sleazy. Well, he's just classic Matthew Lillard character, basically. Um, I mean, except Shaggy. He wasn't like Shaggy, um, you know, from Scooby-Doo. Um, they rob a grocery store to make some money. And then of course it backfires on them. And, uh, the, the gang gets involved and it's just, I love it. Yeah. I thought I really enjoyed it, except I had it. The one problem I had is all of a sudden, like they had all this money. One of them goes and buys a Porsche. She (laughs) returns it. it Yeah. Somehow she returns. She's like, Oh, they didn't give me all my money back yet. Somehow they're only 60 K short in recollecting all this money when they spent it all over the place. Like and that's the main semantics. I don't think you need to dig into that. Just enjoy. That the just show. bugged me. The math of it all. <laughs> but... Oh my god! <laughs> just but I still enjoyed the show. I thought I thought they did a good job of of giving all of these women like a nice motivation for why they need the money, and why they're desperate enough to go through with this. And now it it's looks funny, like every week dramatic, some something's going to go bad every week. Yes. I enjoy it very much. And that is Monday because we didn't uh, watch any others. Oh, Wait, Kyle, you might have. Yeah, I did watch a couple others. Um, the Terror I didn't watch but we because there was no screener available, but that looks like it's going to be pretty good. That looks like it's like a period um, show where the British are trying to cross some channel and then some monster is they're stuck in the ice and some monster mm. is attacking and killing people. Of so course. that one, that one I, I want to see. I did watch McMafia. Um, that's about like this um, Russian mobster who's exiled in the U.S. and he can't really go back to Russia. And his son grew up in or they're in Britain and like the son grew up in Britain and he's like a respectable banker. But now he's getting sucked into all of this um, questionable activity like that his father is involved with. 
Um, I think that one was really well done. It reminded me quite a bit of the of trust, the way it's like the production value and everything. Um, and then Final Space, I really enjoyed. That's a um, animated series about this guy that's stuck out in space. He's in like a space prison like alone on this spaceship for five years he's been there in this prison and like his time's almost up but then like he finds some weird alien creature that now this whole other alien race is after it to capture it and so he finds himself mixed up in this whole like battle thing but it's a it's a pretty humorous show and i'm looking forward to seeing more of that one uh and that's yeah the only other show I mean, there was no screener for it yet to to watch, but I'm interested in the crossing. Uh, when that... I I don't exactly know what the crossing is. Uh, it's it's another it's another one of those shows. It's a small town, and uh, all of a sudden it's you know that's near the water, and all of a sudden uh, people from someplace start washing up on the beach, and uh, there's this whole like where are these and people? Steve Zahn's in it. Yeah, where are these people coming? It has a you know, it has a sort of a like forty four hundred feel, or even like uh, what was the show a couple of years ago with the where dead people were returning to the small town? The returned. Sorry, <laughs> I think that's what it was, right? Well, the the revenant. The revenant. Yeah, but the uh, the ABC version of it that was like completely yeah. different from the. You know, like French version of it or whatever. Yeah, but this is like there's all these like exiled people coming and they're saying like from where they are, like in the future, like their whole things in a big war and they're trying to escape from this war. And then you find out like that it's they're really from America in the future. So it's like what happened to our own world that led us to this and what are they escaping? And and so that's the whole premise like they're coming here to escape but it's escaping into the past all right yeah so i mean it it had you know it has that sort of creepy like what what's going on type of thing that uh uh, those type of shows tend to have with who knows why they're coming back where they're you know like for what reason and and uh, like what they're going to do what they can do you know, compared to what's happening now and, and stuff. I don't know. I just, uh, from the little bit of, you know, like the trailer and stuff like that, I was just like, Oh, I'm, I'm interested in at least checking that one out. Like it was, it was on the list of, uh, where not everything of like usually get to most new shows at some point, you know, to try everything out, but there's still a list of things that are like, Interested in that, interested in that, not so much, not so much, not at all, uh, type of stuff. And this is at the. And we know where to list good girls for yeah, all of you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, although I actually like the cast of uh, of Good Girls. I don't know why it didn't interest me, even though it uh, already played and stuff like that. And I recorded the first episode. I just never got around to watching it by the time we were going to record. Uh, but all right, uh, we'll move on to uh, Tuesdays. Tuesday, excuse me. <laughs> the bug is back. Uh, excuse me. ABC will have uh, the return of Roseanne as of Ugh. March twenty seventh. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then that'll be followed by the middle uh, as of uh, April third, uh, and then uh, Blackish, and then new show uh, splitting up together, uh, which uh, also starts up on March 27th. 
Uh, and then that'll be followed by a new show for the people, which starts up on March 13th. Uh, CBS lineup stays the same. Uh, the CW uh, is The Flash, followed by Black Lightning. And then The 100 returns on April 24th in the Black Lightning time slot. Fox has uh, Lethal Weapon and L.A. to Vegas and The Mick. And then New Girl will take over The Mick time slot as of April 10th. And then NBC has the Tuesday version of The Voice as of February 27th. And new show uh, Rise will follow that as of the 20th. Mama who bore me. As Mama of, who gave me. As the 20th, as the <laughs> 20th, of, 20th of March. Uh, but I believe it's going to play, well, it plays, it actually starts up on the 13th, which I'm assuming the voice is going to be two hours on the on that week or something like that. And it'll follow in the Chicago med time slot. Uh, and then we'll be in the second hour time slot after the voice. And then followed by Chicago med as of the 20th of March. Uh, that's my assumption there. I'm not exactly sure that's what's going to happen. Uh, then on the cable side of things, uh, BT presently has, uh, the quad, uh, the, uh, AT&T direct TV, uh, audience network, uh, has You, Me, Her returning for a new ser- season on uh, March 20th. Uh, Freeform has uh, Shadowhunters returning on March 20th. Uh, FX has Legion returning on April 2nd. Uh, Nat Geo has a new season of Genius returning on the 24th of April. TBS has new show The Last OG uh, starting up on... I have April 3rd here, but it's April 2nd. I, I'm assuming I typed that in wrong. So well, April 2nd is a Monday, so yeah, maybe April 3rd Legion. Is wrong. So yeah. it is third. So Legion, so Legion is, is wrong. So Legion is wrong. It's uh, Legion is on the 3rd. And I know that because April Fool's Day is Easter. Yes. Which makes for a great day to just hide like a bunch of empty Easter eggs and, oh my God. and then have, have the kids go find them and there's nothing there. USA Network has a new show Unsolved, uh, which started up on the 27th of February. And then uh, WGN America has uh, 100 Code starting up on May 29th. And then Tuesdays on streaming, uh, Netflix has new show Borderliner that starts up on March 6th. Uh, and then the return of the stand-ups on uh, March 20th. So, Amory, on uh, Tuesdays. Tuesdays. Tuesday returning shows. I mean, technically, the Roseanne re- reboot is a returning show, but we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it as a new show. Um, the Middle, obviously, I'm going to watch that until it ends, and I'm going to cry the whole time. Uh, Black, obviously, I'm watching Black. I'm watching basically so much on Tuesdays. Blackish, Black Lightning, uh, The Hundred when it comes back. I'm having a Hundred premiere party. I am so excited. I'm going to have a party on a Tuesday because I love the 100. Um, I watch Lethal Weapon, obviously. I love L.A. to Vegas, and I wish Dermot Mulroney could be a series regular because him and Dylan McDermott together. That was a the Dylan be- McDermott Mulroney, for <laughs> example, was, would be amazing. That, that was the best episode <laughs> by far. Just, I mean, just when he showed Dermot's up. Dermot's not been in two episodes. Yeah, but the first episode that he showed up, I, I that was just the best just that joke there was the best thing ever. 
Yes. Um, I watched The Mick, uh, and I can't wait for the the new girl return, because I want to see how it ends, folks. Uh, you know I'm watching Chicago Med. You know I ride or die for Chicago. Um, Legion I'm excited about. And how is Shadowhunter still a thing? <laughs> I think you, pre- you pretty much covered everything that I'm going to watch, so I'll just say Ditto? you two minus yeah. some of that stuff. So <laughs> <laughs> you, two, you two minus some of that stuff. Is that the... Well, because I'm not caught up on Lethal Weapon on like seasons behind. I don't watch any of the Chicago shows. He doesn't watch Lethal Weapon because Clayton Crawford won't cut his hair. If he cut his hair, I'd watch. That's, That's exactly true. it. <laughs> um, but I am really looking forward to the return of the hundred, especially after that cliffhanger that they left. Oh us. my god! You know there's going to be a space baby, and I want to know who had it. Anyway. Yeah, for me, okay. continue to watch uh, Black Lightning. Uh, watch the hundred when it returns. Uh, Lethal Weapon, another show I caught up on when I was sick. Uh. I love going back and watching stuff and you're like, Oh, look at that ads for Christmas stuff. Um, we'll watch new girl when it returns since I've watched it till now. So no point in watching the end. Um, and then, uh, I've been watching, uh, LA to Vegas and the Mick. Um, and what is, let's see. And then I'll watch Legion, uh, I watched the second season of Legion when that comes back because that first season was really good. So, yeah, that's the returning stuff. What about the new slash returning stuff? Starting with the uh, starting with everybody's favorite new show, Roseanne. Listen, <laughs> Lori Metcalf is doing God's work. She's so freaking hilarious. I don't care if it's terrible. She's so funny. Um, and there is a moment where Roseanne says. If I want to eat marshmallow chicken for breakfast, I will. About peeps. <laughs> yeah. And it made me laugh so hard. Oh, my God. Um, but otherwise, <laughs> I'll take I, it or leave it. I hated the show when it was on the first time. Oh, I loved it when it was and on And I time. found no character that... I, I was having trouble figuring out which character I disliked mo- most out of all the characters on this new show. Like, I absolutely know. hated it. I It was the most painful half hour to sit through. It was almost as bad as another show that got pushed out <laughs> that's no longer on the schedule, <laughs> Heathers, which we won't talk about because that's who knows when that's airing now. But yeah, that uh, I don't know. I, I hated Roseanne. I don't know why this need to come back. I don't think she can act. I don't think she's likable. Maybe she's not supposed to be. <laughs> but the thing about it for me was is that. I mean, I liked Roseanne, you know, until it went off the rails in its last couple seasons or whatever. Yeah, I liked I liked Roseanne, too. I have to say, I do think that they kind of uh, that they did a good job of, you know, referencing that as a, you know, and making a joke about it uh, of, you know, Dan being back Uh and, you know, even like the, uh, you know, her her novel that they, you know, old novel that they find in the. And they did mention the fourth kid. Yeah. Like, cause they kind of wrote away, like Jamie's not mentioned, but she mentions that there was $200,000 that Dan owed her at one point because of four kids, not three. So. Yeah. And, uh, but then you also had, I liked the, uh, I liked how they used the Sarah chalk. <laughs> yeah. Cause that was the other question. I was like, how are they going to use, uh, 
uh, both of them. Uh, was she I, the first one or the second one? Like, was she the original character or was she a replacement actress? Sarah Chalk? She was yeah. the replacement. She was the replacement okay. for a season. Lacey yeah. Gordonson was always yeah, the Becky and yeah, Sarah Chalk came in. Yeah, the one that's playing Becky was the original and then Sarah Chalk came in to play her. You know, I think I, I must have on. given up way before Sarah Chalk showed up. And, that was like uh, season six. Yeah, it was uh, it was into the run for for that. Or are you talking about before she showed up? No, in no, the no. First I watched. Uh, no, I watched. This, uh, but overall, the thing was is that you know you have for the most part like a lot of established people here and a group of people that have worked together before, but it felt like a brand new like rough like pilot like it felt like uh they were just doing this for the first time type of thing like um i don't know well, it, it has been like 20 years or whatever since they yeah but but still what has roseanne done since then she hasn't done anything right? she ran for president didn't she yeah. <laughs> uh i think she's done some stand-up and uh, i'm not sure exactly what uh what she's done but everybody else is done, you know, is is remained, and you know, a lot of them have worked in other things and and done stuff. But yet, you would think there would be some uh, bit of uh, it. You wouldn't think it would be that rough, even after the time to to like come back together. Everything about it, everything about the first episode felt. I don't know. It just felt really rough and shoddy, and just the way the way a lot of lines were given and, and stuff like that just seemed really bad. And you're like, these people, you know, for the most part are way better than this. Like, so I don't know. It was like, maybe after they get, they get rid of a couple of the first, you know, I don't know the first couple. Yeah. First episode jitters or whatever. I mean, I thought that the third and seventh episode I screened were very strong. Yeah. I didn't watch. uh, I only watched like the first of, of most things. So there's a show we're going to talk about here <laughs> coming up, I think, somewhere. Well, let's not talk about Roseanne anymore. It's Roseanne. <laughs> that I, you're going to love I, it or you're going to hate that it. I watched. Uh, but yeah, I think if you liked it, though, you might not like the first episode or whatever. <laughs> like, it's, But if you liked it and you want to like it, watch uh, the second episode. But That's yeah, I all think, we uh, Yeah, I think watch watch into it if you liked it. I think it, it has the... I mean, some of the stories within it that they were telling, like, uh, you know, the... Darlene coming back mm-hmm. and uh, there was some there were some interesting things within there uh but also the sort of the topic of the first episode too is just like uh I don't know it was very much although not although the first episode back for Will and Grace was not nearly as rough it sort of had that in your face humor like we're going to make fun of a yeah. bunch of uh, things that have been in the news uh relatively recently or whatever uh, type of thing where it was like, okay, but at least, I mean, when they came back, they felt like, like the show had never ended. Like that came back and felt like they were still doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that's why they're referring to this as a reboot rather than a continuation. <laughs> Who knows? We'll see. I can't talk about Roseanne anymore because it's already, it's already seven 30. What about on Tuesday at 8 PM. So what about splitting up together? Uh, it was terrible. I, I, I did not like, I did not like the show either, and mostly because of, like, their whole, 
Like their whole the voiceover. Their whole reasoning for like uh for like splitting up was I don't know. So so the premise of this is that the uh the husband and wife have decided to split up and timeshare the house. Yeah. So one will live in the house and one will live in the garage and they'll swap off every week and the one in the house has to take care of the kids and is the responsible one while the other one can do pretty much whatever they want. But it's supposed to be a comedy, but I found it so more depressing than humorous. <laughs> and I didn't think Oliver Hudson and Jenna Fisher had any chemistry whatsoever, which might be why they're splitting up. <laughs> but, <laughs> it just took them a really long time to realize it. <laughs> but yeah, I just I I did not care for this one at all. It's just like the the oldest kid is too precocious and uh the Lindsay Price is like kind of a mean best friend and Bobby Lee is playing against type and I, it's just the voiceover's terrible. It's so annoying. Oliver Hudson looks good, but I just ah, I wanted so much more from it and it's not good. Well, yeah, Moving on. I mean, if we're talking looks, I mean, Jenna Fisher looked good, too. Uh, sure. <laughs> Doesn't mean the show's any good. <laughs> but yeah, but I just I just thought the whole thing of like now they, you know, like each week they have to be sort of like the responsible parent. But the reason they were breaking up is because like one of them wasn't very responsible and the other right. one was. But now they're uh, but now they're total like teamed up to do all these things. And you're just like. But couldn't you have just done that? Like, wouldn't that, if that's like the main reason why you were, it's you so of, dumb. Uh, yeah, it's a flimsy subject that I just don't. So, what about for the people? Oh. <sighs> so this one is basically a young lawyer, uh, you know, young uh, public defender versus young. Um, what are they, prosecutors? Yes. Yeah, so the AUSA versus the FPDs. It's basically like Grey's Anatomy, but in law. In law <laughs> is what it felt like when it starts. Like, you get and all the... good God, is Britt Robertson woefully miscast. I didn't even recognize her at first. I was like, she looks familiar, and then I had to look it up. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's the girl from Girl Boss that I didn't like. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean... I think I love Anna yeah. Devere Smith though, the one who's playing their mentor, like the black lady who's the judge. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The jurist. Yeah. I love her. Um, but yeah, I, this was one that I don't need to see any more of it. I, I think if people like those type of procedural, like I, I, it's not even as good as Grey's Anatomy, but it just had a similar. Oh no! Again, it, to it. Because it's from Shonda Rhimes. And her oh, it company. was. Oh, okay. That's it is fun. a Shonda Rhimes show. Oh. It definitely has. It definitely has that feel. Just you know, like they're they're just starting out after you know graduating, uh, you know, and having interned or whatever. But then there's like the uh, weird dude from Awkward is in it and playing like a. a I don't know. I did like the one. Uh, the one. What's the word? AUSA prosecutor who was like. I don't cheer when people go to jail because she's like kind of snobby. Yeah, she's um, like, yeah, she's all about like the, you know, sort of like the exact rules and and everything, and is obviously really smart and really good at at what she does. I actually like that. Uh, at the end, I liked also a little bit that the one guy, 
you know, has sort of an interesting reaction to, uh, you know, the case that he just prosecuted. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, for the type of show that it is, you know, and if you like, you know, lawyer type shows, I don't know. I think you might, you might enjoy this one. If you don't mind the sort of, uh, you know, younger type of, uh, you know, cast sort of like, you know, the beginning of Grey's Anatomy type of thing. Uh, Cause mm-hmm. that's, that's, I mean, the basic intro is almost, <laughs> is almost very similar to, you know, like the intro to like Grey's Anatomy of like, this is the court that you're now going to be working in. And this is blah, blah, blah. This is why this court's so important. And, uh, except no one's banging the attending. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> at least not that we know not, of yet. That's at least not, not yet. yet. <laughs> um, I do like Ben Shankman though. I like that guy who's playing the, uh, us attorney's boss. I like well, him, I, but I, I don't like that, that douchey. I guy who gets him to switch so he could do the, thing I, it's not making much sense but you know who i'm talking about yeah. <laughs> well but he also had the interesting reaction though at, to the case at the end uh but i like the relationship between uh you know him as the head prosecutor and and the lady who's running the you know the public oh, defender's office you know mm-hmm. like you know they're uh they're like going out to baseball games and stuff and uh i don't know i there's not a ton of uh, of lawyer show type things uh, here uh, here recently. Not a lot of them uh, tend to make it for whatever reason. I love Chicago Justice because I am a ride or die Chicago fan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but again, that's another, like, you know, it came and went. So yeah, there's, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's solid for what it's uh, trying to be. And if you like those yeah. type of shows, it's worth checking out. It bored me to tears, so. Oh, well. Um, what's next on the list here? We got Rise. I love Rise. I didn't watch more than five episodes because they put the first five episodes on there. Um, they have now put the first 13 episodes. Like, we have the whole season, but I just, I was watching too much other stuff to go back, but I will. Um, I think that Ted Mosby is just insufferable, but I liked Rosie Perez so much. Okay, so Rise is about a teenage, it's basically, it's Jason Kadams. It's Friday Night Lights, but for the music theater crowd. So it's about like a, a coal town who are struggling Sounds and like they don't Friday have a lot of Glee. Exactly, but <laughs> so much better than Glee. So much better than Glee. Um, and it's about you know Ted Mosby. What's his real name? Josh Radner plays this professor who. It's based on a book, but loosely based on a book. It's not like pulling. It's kind of like Friday Night Lights was loosely be based on a book. Um, And he like kind of is a history teacher who steps in to take over for the drama department and then pisses Rosie Perez off. And they have a great kind of contentious relationship, but Rosie Perez is kind of awesome. And then he's got a family dynamic and his one kid's an alcoholic at the age of like 16. Um, And it's just basically about how this musical theater group troupe comes together um, and bonds and falls in love and things. And it's all set with the background of spring awakening and spring awakening is one of my favorite musicals. And I have already envisioned a scene where there's this one kid who swears he's not gay, but clearly is going to be realizing he's gay as the season goes on. And I know that he's going to come out during the song touch me, which is one of the best songs by that uh, from Duncan in um, 
Spring Awakening and I'm just envisioning it and I know Jason K. Adams really well and I, I know that's what he's going to do and I'm so excited and I could literally talk about Rise for days. Um, even though, like I said, I find Josh Radner insufferable. I, I only watched the first episode. While I enjoyed the premise, I absolutely hate the look and the way that it's filmed. Like, I feel like I'm on Are a roller not coaster. A Friday Night Lights fan? I hate, I, that's why I had to stop watching Friday Night Lights. I couldn't stand yeah. the shaky cam. And this has the shaky cam, th- like, it's all this, like, ugly, gritty, like, dirty uh, looking picture. And then the camera is constantly shaking. I felt like sick. <laughs> like, and this was watching at normal speed. I can't even imagine watching sped up on the DVR once once it actually airs. But, oh, like, it. it's just shaking the whole time. Like, I really wish they he would just film his shows normal, like a normal human being, instead of this ugly, like... like Paranoid wasn't shaky cam. Shaky cam look. But I, I did enjoy the actual story of the show, and I found it interesting in the characters... And I do want to see more. I just hope that maybe they settle down the shaky cam Touch in the future. Like Spring Awakening. Um, what else is new? I didn't watch the last OG, but I really like Tiffany Haddish. Um, and so I'm yeah, going to watch the, that. I like the premise of that. That was like, um, what's his name from Saturday Night Live? Uh, Tracy he's like in George, prison. Tracy Morgan. Yeah, Tracy Morgan. He's in jail. Je- in jail for like 10 or 15 years and then he yeah, comes 15 out. 15 years and he's suddenly out and he has like... And he, he's, he thinks yeah. it's everything's going to be like his old hood and everything, but everyone's become so much uh, more uh, like civilized or I don't know what word you want to call it, but like it's not like he can't pull his old tricks and, and get get things the way he used to. But it, it looks like it's going to be a fun show. Yeah. So that's Rise. Uh, I'm in the last OG. See, I'm still thinking about Rise. Um, I didn't watch, I don't know what the 100 code is. Um, I didn't watch Unsolved yet. My sister watched the first episode. She said it was actually really well done. I did not watch it. That's the biggie in Tupac. Yeah, she said the guy, I mean, I know the guy playing Tupac also played him in Straight Outta Compton. Um, Like, he looks exactly like Tupac Shakur. Um, she, my sister's totally intrigued by it. She's got all these conspiracy theories about it. She thinks the cops did it. I'm just putting it out there because it's unsolved. That's the story. Both of their murders are unsolved. Um, and that Josh Dumel aged like a fine wine. Um, and then I don't watch anything on Netflix. I don't, <laughs> that's not true. I watch things on Netflix, but I meant those two shows. I never watched the standups. And what is border borderliner? Um, I don't remember. I looked it up the other day. Uh, to protect his family, a police detective covers up a murder, but when his partner suspects foul play, he is trapped in a dangerous game on duty. Okay. Starring, it must be foreign because I can't even pronounce these names and they have weird characters in them. <laughs> so I'm not sure where it came from. There's like a Bjorn Gaze. Helstad, Dorit Peterson. That sounds Swedish. Yeah, it must be a Swedish show that they picked yes. up. Usually they're... For, they're this is funny. Yeah. More details. Tuesday. This, I, so I looked it up on Netflix. More details. This show is dark. That's what they wrote. <laughs> Tuesday is like their foreign import yeah, day, I think. Oh, okay. There's well, also Stretch too- Armstrong, uh, a film, which I think is an animated thing that's coming. Okay. On a, on 
Wednesday, because we have made it three days out of a seven-day week. Well, I was going to say real quick, uh, 100 Code uh, is a crime thriller uh, that follows the hunt for a serial killer. It stars, stars uh, Dominic Monaghan oh. uh, as an NYPD detective, and uh, that they're trying to... Uh, he teams up with a Stockholm Police Department guy. Yeah, for a series of murders in New York... And a death in Sweden, and so uh, they uh, they end up working together to uh, solve the case. So that, you know that could be interesting. Uh, WGN America, which has become the importer of series from other places, which makes no sense. Uh, they got rid of all their original programming, and now they're buying stuff that's made in all other places, even if it's set here in the U.S. or whatever. I don't know. I just find it. Uh, uh, bizarre, especially when some of the shows that they've bought to bring on are shows that have already been canceled in the place that they came from. They uh, probably got them super cheap. Yeah, I, like I believe that was the case with Bellevue. But yeah, so we'll move on to uh, Wednesdays. Uh, Wednesdays, ABC has Goldbergs, followed by new show Alex Inc., uh, which starts up on March 28th, uh, and then Modern Family. An American Housewife and Designated Survivor, uh, Designated Survivor, which uh, returned back uh, to finish out the season on uh, February 28th. Uh, CBS has a new season of Survivor that started up on the 28th of February, and then that's followed by SEAL Team and Criminal Minds, and then Code Black returns in the Criminal Minds time slot on May 2nd. The CW has Riverdale. And that'll be followed by new show Life Sentence uh, that starts up on March 7th. Fox has uh, Empire and Star returning on March 28th. NBC has The Blacklist, Law & Order SVU, and Chicago PD. Wednesday on uh, the cable side of things, uh, DirecTV uh, Audience Network has new show Ice, which starts up on... Uh, March 28th, uh, Freeform has the return of Famous in Love on April 4th. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> FX has the return of The Americans on March 28th. Uh, FX has the return of Archer on... FXX. Yeah, FXX. That's right. FXX uh, has uh, Archer returning on... April 24th, or not April 24th, April 25th. Uh, IFC has uh, Brockmire uh, returning also on the 25th of April. Uh, Sundance TV has the return of Happen Leonard on March 7th. Uh, Sci-Fi presently has uh, The Magicians. Uh, but as of uh, April 11th, uh, The Expanse will take over that time slot. Uh, and then... They'll both be followed by a new show, Krypton, that starts up on March 21st. Uh, up has uh, Heartland, uh, where they're playing uh, double episodes of that, that started up on the 28th of February. And then USA Network has uh, the return of Suits on the 28th of March. And then Streaming Wives... Uh, Hulu has The Looming Tower, which started up on 
uh, February 28th. Uh, new show, Hard Sun, which starts up on March 7th. Uh, new show, or, well, a second season, but a second sort of mini-season or whatever they do. I guess it's anthology. Uh, National Treasure, Kiri, uh, which is starts on uh, April 4th. Uh, and then The Handmaid's Tale returns for a second season on April 25th. Uh, and then uh, Netflix, because it has so many shows appearing on so many things, will be uh, debuting the next season of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt on May 30th. Uh, so one other thing on the Sundance, they also have the new show back starting at 11 p.m. on March 7th. That previously aired, they aired it only on their Sundance now, but they're actually going to be airing it on the, uh, on the regular channel. Network. Yeah. All right. So... All right. Wednesday. Everything on ABC. Yep. Survivor. Check. Check. <laughs> uh, Riverdale life sentence. Well, no, we're not. Uh, I we didn't get the life sentence yet. I'm sorry. I jumped the gun. Um, Chicago Check. PD. I'm I am so far behind on uh, the blacklist. I do like it, but I don't know if I'll ever get caught up. Um, Archer, the magicians, obviously, duh, the best show ever. Uh, not ever, but I love it. And um, that's it for me. For returning. For me, uh, you said most of mine, but also the Americans. I can't wait for the final season of that. Final season. Um, the Expanse. I'm looking forward to that return. I did watch the first season of Ice on DVD. Uh, I won't be watching on DirecTV because I don't get that channel, but I will check that out once it eventually shows up on DVD because I did enjoy the first season. Cool. And that's it. Uh, for me, let's see. I don't know. Seal Team, uh, Riverdale, which I'm behind on. Uh, the Blacklist, which I'm also behind on. And then on the cable side of things... Uh, the Americans, but I'm really, really far behind on that. Uh, and then the Magicians, which I mentioned, are caught up on. Uh, but the Expanse, which I'm also behind on. There's a few shows that I'm interested in. That you I'm need just, to get sick I'm another week. Behind, apparently, yeah, so. you'll be all set <laughs> to catch up on Wednesday shows. I need to, I need to spend another week sick in bed. Uh, so yeah. So how about uh, new show Alex Inc. Okay, Zach Braff is at his J.D. on Scrubs worst in the pilot. Like, he's just overly J.D. And those who watch Scrubs know what I mean. Um, but I got to tell you, I loved it. I watched all three episodes available. Or maybe I watched two episodes. I watched whatever episode got me through the Wax Museum episode. Yeah, <laughs> and I just thought that the rest of the cast was so funny. And just little moments really caught me off guard, and I laughed so much. So this, when I saw the trailer originally, I thought this show looks horrible. But I really enjoyed it. It's basically, he plays this guy who's been working on a, at a radio station for the longest time, and suddenly decides to just quit and start his own podcast company. So he has, like his um, assistant or his producer who's like this younger girl who's just absolutely in love with him and will do anything um, to be with him. And she and is amazing. It, she is awesome. <laughs> she is hilarious. And then he partners up with his business partner who's like his cousin who's uh, Chris Moltisante from uh, The Sopranos. Yes. I, I, One of the nicest people on earth, Michael Imperioli. But... 
I absolutely like everyone. And then they've got real Eleanor as his wife. Who yeah, is Tia Sarkar. <laughs> like, I don't know any of the, the actors. Yes, that's why I'm here to offer the actor and actually <laughs> do the translation. I don't think he's like, and his kids that. are hilarious too. It's like, I think they do, like, his son who's obsessed with magic oh, and, like, yeah. he's, he's afraid of, like, being embarrassed that his son getting embarrassed that he's gonna do magic. But, like, I think everyone, like, the, like, everyone has so much chemistry with each other. Like, the family yeah. feels like, you just really enjoy this family. I'm like yeah. splitting up together. Like you, like they feel real. The chemistry feels like they're actually, they could actually be married. It the has the show so grounded and so funny. And the, there's just even little notes that the little girl, like supposedly wrote for her dad in the one episode. Like <laughs> they're so funny. Like, I, Oh, I just, and it, it does have the narration of scrubs, which I really like because I think he does he does that really well. Like, but it's so, set up in a really smart way too because he's podcasting and he's he's talking about his family. So it's like the voiceover server purpose because he's narrating the voiceover. But yeah, I I watched two episodes of this. I would have watched the third had I had time, but I definitely highly recommend this one. I'm looking. I'm yes. definitely looking forward to this one. Um, and yeah, I then, watched the. Uh, yeah. Oh, Jason, did you watch it? Yeah, I watched. I watched. I only watched the first episode. Uh, I like it. I think there's. I think there's something there, and since it's sort of like half family comedy, half you know workplace comedy, uh-huh. it, you know it fits in with the you know most the of the style block. of, of yeah. comedies that uh, that that they're doing. Uh, I also like it because you know it it revolves around podcasting, uh, right. But it's, you know, it's a comedic take on a real person uh, that actually left, like, NPR, uh, started up a company called Gimlet Media, and his first show actually was about starting up Gimlet Media. Hmm. Uh, And uh, so there's, you know, the actual podcast. uh, That podcast went on to then chronicle other businesses starting up and things like that, as well as... Uh, they've gone on to start up multiple other types of storytelling podcasts and stuff like that uh, mm. within that network. Uh, so there's, you know, actual an actual podcast, actual guy out there that this is sort of, uh, they sort of bought the story rights to this and then turned it into uh, a comedic take. I also really liked that Zach Braff's best friend, Joshua Radin, was featured prominently musically in the episodes. Yeah, I I think the I think the best thing about it that you, you guys said is like they f- like the family feels cohesive and stuff like that yep. from the beginning, which is just is again shows a stark contrast to something like Roseanne to a bunch of people that worked together before but felt like it was brand new. Yeah, to any of them doing not just you know being a family but doing a comedy and this right. felt this felt like pretty solid out of the gate. Uh, like I said, the first episode feels a little piloty, uh, but I think it also and but once sets that graph the, settles down, yeah, yeah like but once I think he settles also, down into yeah, this character, I think great. it also sets up the premise well for what the you know sort of like the first season will cover. Exactly uh, type of thing, and, and it's you know, it it's has a, to be said, Michael Imperioli is so freaking funny. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's the. I've put everything into this. You don't have anything. Yes, but it's all in there. It's all in here. And when he's knitting, he's knitting because he listened to a podcast. Oh, my God. It's so good. Uh, so, yeah. So just another 
thing revolving around you know podcasting becoming a little more mainstream uh, and stuff like that, uh, so that you can build a show around it where people actually know what the hell you're talking about. All right, what about, about uh, so yeah, what what's next? Uh, Life sentence. Did anybody get a chance to see that? I don't have any screenage for it, so I didn't watch it. No. Nope. Uh, no, but the basic premise is that she was she had cancer. She doesn't have cancer now. She has to live with the consequences of when she did have cancer. She thought she was dying. I like Lucy Hale. I think it'll be a. Uh, I think it'll be in the vein of No Tomorrow that was on CW, um, but hopefully it gets better support and does better. Um, also on Wednesdays, uh, Krypton. What did you guys think of Krypton? I thought it was okay. Like I, I thought it took an interesting twist that I wasn't expecting. Yeah, um, I only watched the first episode, but I thought it was great. So basically, this is like a prequel, sort of, of um, so Superman. A... So it takes place like his, like Superman's the main character's future grandson, right, or great grandson. Mm-hmm. And then Sean Sipos is there as a time traveler, which. Yeah, he's Superman's great-grandfather. Yeah, there's a whole... Well, there's a whole twist in there that, uh, you know, that that works, uh, that makes it interesting as to how, you know, kind of uh, what's the point of telling this, you know, like we already know what happens to Krypton and, uh, you know, and, and, you know, the Superman story and stuff like that. So, like, what's the point of going this far back in history and... And sort of like uh, telling the story, and I think they give a a good twist mm-hmm. uh, to that. But I think they also do a really good job of like setting up what the society is like. Uh, the The special effects are really good, like the you know, and and all of that type of stuff. Like it, it definitely has some budget to it. It's not. Uh, it's got more of a budget than some of the other, uh, you know. S- shows on sci-fi or whatever they it, i don't know they it i just really like the first episode and definitely going to check out more of it yes uh same here um yeah and the dude who's playing some guy's name i don't know seg he's cute um and then on streaming the only other t- couple things i did watch the first episode of the looming tower and it was interesting i don't really have much more to say beyond that and then hard sun was dark but i liked I, it i didn't watch any hard sun i didn't realize that was there otherwise i might have checked it out uh looming tower i did i thought yeah i think i set it up like it, it wastes no time it's basically um like the events that led up to the 9-11 and how mm-hmm. like the feuding between the cia and the fbi and their refusal to share information might have helped like bin laden and everyone get to where they were and and they could have prevented yeah basically how the cia and the fbi didn't communicate and so they kind of let the plots go through the cracks and they kind of explore that Um, i I think jeff daniels is excellent like it's every time i see him in a serious role i can't believe he's on dumb and dumber i know (laughs) it just baffles me like he's such a good serious actor yeah he's so good and so that always amazes me but yeah, I, I think it's it's pretty solid. That one they they released the first three, and then they're going to do one a week on Hulu, so it's going to be spread out for a while. And Hard Sun is a British um, drama. Like, Jim like... Sturgis and um, Agnes Dane play invest 
investigators who are looking into something and then they kind of stumble across the uh, a prophecy, not, not really prophecy is the word, but like kind of a doomsday clock that says they pretty much have five years left on this planet. So it's a pre-apocalyptic kind of show. And the two of them together have this information and kind of have to move forward and figure out what to do with it. Yeah. What do you do with that? Uh, uh, Isn't it, isn't it from the same? She also has a kid who tried to kill her. I don't really know. Wasn't it from, isn't it from the same person that did Luther? Like that was behind, that was behind the production of Luther, I think, or something like that. Uh, So yeah, I don't know. It, uh, it sounds kind of interesting. I mean, the premise sounds interesting, like, uh, basically like a cop drama, but yet, like, what do you do if you, do you still try, like, nobody else really knows or what have you. It's not like all of society knows, but, you know, how do you live your life going forward if you, if you believe that, you know, all life's actually going to end in like five years? Exactly. Just forget it and let everyone go and (laughs) do it yeah, uh, it does say from Neil Cross, creator of Luther. So yeah. Oh, so yes. Um, yeah. So I watched that. I'll I'll check that. I'll go back for more of that. I think. Y'all looking forward to more Handmaid's Tale? Oh yes, and I, I'll I also need watch Unbreakable the... Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> I still need to finish the last two episodes of Handmaid's Tale, but I did enjoy what I saw of the first season, and yeah. I need to watch all of last season of Kimmy Schmidt. But I yes, that I'm excited really for that. I'm bummed that they're only releasing six episodes and then going to do the other six later, but I'll take what I can get. All right. We'll move on to uh, Thursdays. Uh, ABC will be uh, Grey's Anatomy, uh, followed by uh, the spinoff, Station 19, uh, which will officially start up as of the 22nd of March. And then as of the same day, Scandal will move. Uh, to the How to Get Away with Murder time slot. Uh, and then later on, Quantico will take over that time slot as of April 26th. Uh, the CBS lineup remains unchanged. The CW remains unchanged with Supernatural and Arrow. Uh, Fox has Gotham returning. Uh, well, returned as of um, March 1st. Uh, and then it will be fo- followed by uh, Showtime at the Apollo. NBC has uh, Superstore, followed by uh, new show AP Bio, which has already played a couple of episodes where they tried to use the Olympics to get people to watch this terrible show. I uh, still thoroughly enjoy it. <laughs> I got to the most recent episode and laughed a little bit. So uh, <laughs> Progress. <laughs> Progress. Uh, that takes over that time slot as of... Uh, March 1st, uh, then Will and Grace, and then new show Champions uh, will premiere as of March 8th, uh, and then Chicago Fire. Uh, then on the cable side of things, uh, Bravo has the return of uh, Imposters as of Woo-hoo! April 5th. Uh, Freeform has new show Siren as of Ugh. March 29th. <laughs> uh, and FX had uh, Atlanta returning as of uh, March first and then on the uh streaming side of things on thursday uh crackle has new show the oath uh starting up on march 8th and then uh, supermansion returns on april 12th uh netflix has a new show 21 thunder 
that started that dropped on uh, March first, and then uh, the second season of Marvel's Jessica Jones drops on the seventh of March, uh, and then a new show Tabula Rasa on uh, March fifteenth. Uh, I still had to like double and triple check that one. I was like, really? It's not dropping on a Friday. Well, it's because it's International Women's Day. That's why they dropped it on the seventh. <laughs> but it's still like, it's it still was like, wait, what? Like, I kept thinking it's it's going to be on a uh, on Friday. It just seemed like a weird thing to do with one of their top shows. But then it's not like they don't have you know stuff basically premiering like every hour all the time, <laughs> like, like every every day on Friday. But yeah, that's the uh, that's. That's Thursday, so... Okay. I'm reluctantly back on the Grey's Anatomy bandwagon because my roommate... uh, It's the only show my sister is basically completely caught up on. (laughs) Of all shows, Grey's Anatomy is the other one. Grey's Anatomy and Vanderpump Rules. I'm like, Mary... And so is she um, looking forward to the spinoff? She doesn't have a feeling, a strong feeling one way or the other, but... Um, I'm sure we'll check out the spinoff because we did just watch the kind of backdoor pilot episode. Um, everything on CBS, even though I don't really love Young Sheldon. Um, everything on NBC. Uh, Imposters, duh, because Imposters is amazing and everybody needs to watch it. And I'll check out Jessica Jones. And the yeah. Oath on Crackle because I got to support my, my friend Ben, my boy Ben, who's over at Crackle now. Uh, I will definitely be watching the uh, Imposters that oh, I really enjoyed. So um, and then uh, Grey's Anatomy, I'm still watching. So, uh, <laughs> and then well, you also watch a ton of shows. For that to be the only show that my sister is completely caught up on, <laughs> like the, Mary, is is the one that's been around for that long. <laughs> I, oh my God. I do need to watch. I do need to get ca- caught up on Quantico. I'm like half season behind yeah. on that. <laughs> <laughs> I am caught up in Gotham, I mean... and, I, and I'm watching Superstore, Big Bang Theory, Sheldon, Will and Grace, Life in Pieces, Not Mom, and AP Bio, so that we don't have to talk about it. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Um, so then the only real new show to talk about on Thursdays, oh no, there's two of them. <laughs> The only real show to talk about <laughs> is Champions. Okay, so Champions, Mindy Kaling plays a character named Priya who had a son with uh, Anders Holmes' character, Anders, who's uh, Durs from Workaholics, and he was on Mindy with her. He was Casey. And uh, they, he's always known he's had a son, which I think is an interesting, like he's always known that he had a kid, but he just was never involved in his life. And so, uh, the young son, JJ Tota, who's so good, uh, gets into a prestigious New York school, but then doesn't get in because he doesn't have anywhere to stay really. And then it turns out that she's like, okay, let's go meet your father. So he ends up staying with his dad and his new uncle and they live above a gym that the dad and uncle own together. And good Lord, I loved this show. I think that Durs is one of my favorite people just in general. I love his sarcastic kind of humor. I think he's so good. And then the guy playing his brother, Andy Favreau, is amazing. He's so excited to be an uncle. <laughs> and it's so good. And he's so dim-witted, but oh, he tries oh, so hard. He tries and, so hard. 
I, 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 I'm with you, Henry. I absolutely love the show. I watched all three of the episodes we had Me access too. to. And yeah. it just kept kept getting better and better. Like, and they also have like some other like people that work at the gym that are are also hilarious. There's like the one guy who wants to be an actor, uh, but he he yes, works or at Lester, the gym. He was on uh, that uh, time travel show Making with history, Adam, yeah. Adam Pally. Um, and Fortune Femsters there, who you know obviously is Dougie from Life in Pieces, which I love Dougie on Life in Pieces, and she was on the Mindy Project. Um, so yeah, so they have like these quirky side characters that are like in every episode that are just they just do so much to flush out the show yeah except that she was I, I've never liked her <laughs> I've never been a fan of much of her either but oh my God, the things so that she funny. pops up in I uh, uh, she annoyed me on Mindy Project she annoys me on uh, Life in Pieces uh, when she popped up I was like oh geez another thing I don't like about this show uh, Another thing. Wait. <laughs> wait, wait, back up. Wait, what? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. Hold on. No, no, we should expect this. Jason watches Superior Donuts and loves living biblically. Biblically. No, I didn't. I hated Seriously. that show. That show was terrible. So why don't you like Champions? No, this, it was all right. There were some laughs. Like, it, it sets up okay. I actually didn't like the kid. Like, the kid was, I don't he know. <laughs> it was just he was a little mini just jack uh from, oh he's a hand he's, he's a handful and, but i like and i just i don't know i just thought it was too much like i don't know it just uh uh that whole part of it just didn't work for me i didn't the find whole it crux of the show what's that <laughs> the whole crux of the show didn't work for you well i mean just the uh, i don't know just it could have been a different kid or a different thing. Like the, it's not the necessarily the overall premise. It was just the specific kid, and uh, you know, uh, what they, you know, what that character is. I don't know. It just, uh, just annoyed mm-hmm. me. Like it just, uh, I don't know. It just didn't work for me. I, I was just like, I've seen, I've seen this before. And it just, this is a little kid version, right, <laughs> of it. Like I was just. Uh, I just thought that was, I don't know. I felt it was kind of annoying just that they, I don't know. They gave the little gay kid like every cliche gay thing that could possibly be. And it just seemed annoying to me. I got it. But he wasn't, he's not neat. He's not tidy. <laughs> exactly. And that causes frustration. And and the jock guys are the ones who are tidy. And and get upset that he's. Well, no, maybe I would like, if I would have watched past the first episode. Maybe I would have seen uh, exactly that. It was just uh, I only watched the first episode so far. Uh, I don't know. It was just all yeah. He's you know he's into musicals. Is this that and the other thing? And it was just like really, that's the. Well, he is going to a musical theater school, so <laughs> yes. <laughs> I hope he's into musicals if that's the case. Um, but so I don't know. It just I... felt it just felt cliche to me. Uh, that, that you know they could have, they could have still done some a lot of the stuff that they did, but not, I don't know, that that angle of it just didn't work for me. Okay, I didn't find fair enough. I didn't find the comedy. I, know. That, I didn't find the comedy that came out of that part of the show to be all that funny. I did find like you guys like the uncle. Uh, I think the uncle is really funny. The whole, uh, you know, like his whole like <laughs> this is a piggy bank. This is actually protein powder. You know, this is a planter. Uh, 
you know, his whole, his whole stick and everything. Like I found him, uh, uh, really funny. Uh, I found it funny that the, you know, that the other brother seems to have a type. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that, I thought that was funny, but yeah, so I don't know. I'll, I'll check it out like more. Like I didn't hate it or anything. Uh, it's, uh, it's not terrible. It's put together. Well, it, it definitely, I mean, there's Which a little, there's me. a little bit of pilot itis to it, but you know, that's yeah. to be expected in a pilot. Uh, but yet it feels, uh, like the two guys, they feel like brothers, you know, like the, yeah. the setup and stuff like that feels, uh, all makes sense and stuff like that, that they're, uh, that they're doing. But, uh, I didn't love it, uh, as much as you guys did. Here's something we can all agree on. That AP bio was terrible. No, I don't. That sirens, <laughs> that sirens on or siren on freeform, is so dumb. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why they don't call it sirens because there's more than one. Spoiler uh, alert. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> that's not exactly uh, that. That's given up in like the. First, I feel terrible saying minutes. this, but I think that the mermaid that's supposed to be this beautiful mermaid is not an attractive woman. And then they make her a hideous siren when she's angry. Wait, you, she's supposed to be beautiful. The, the main one. Yeah. I didn't. Okay. That the guy is so drawn <laughs> to her that she's, so I thought beautiful. he was just drawn to her because of, because her of the siren, siren song. song. <laughs> well, I don't think that they cast her to be ugly. I mean, I don't think she's most shows don't, don't she's... cast people to be ugly. Yeah. I don't think she's, I don't think she's <laughs> very, attractive but i don't think she's like super homely or, or ugly but <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> she's just like average i don't know um, she's i don't know the show she's is attractive, just but the show is not bad the show is not good and yet something about the siren song i watched all three episodes that were available no you didn't i did oh my god <laughs> i didn't even watch the second i didn't watch half the second half of the premiere. premiere i watched yeah. well i didn't I didn't know going in that it was a two-hour premiere, but when I watched the first episode, I was like, this must be a two-hour premiere. When the first episode took 97 hours to watch because it's so slow. <laughs> and so I watched the second episode figuring, okay, that's that'll be the, the introduction to it. And then you just couldn't get it out. And then for some, reason, song. Yeah, for some reason, I was like, uh, I... I watched Guys, the, I watched the third what one. What we're learning tonight is no. that Jason's face sucks. <laughs> no, no. What I found is that I wasted all that time when I could have watched some. I could have watched like Good Girls and an episode of like McMafia yeah. or yeah. Moving Tower or anything else. That was actually when I was like, oh, I can't, I can't do this. I have to just stick to just. I don't have time to watch multiple episodes anymore. I, I for the rest of the time, I'm just watching the first episode of stuff, even if it's good. I'm just just watching the first episode. And so like stuff that I would have watched more episodes uh, because I did like it, uh, like Krypton, uh, you know, I think I could have ultimately ended up watching the first three or five or something like that. And uh, right. only watched the first one. Uh, uh, but yeah, it was, it was definitely, uh, I don't know. It sort of falls into the, some of the shows that they have now, like shadow hunters and stuff oh, that are God. just like, they have this premise or something, but are just badly told. Yeah. Which, and acted. Yeah, which makes me 
like apprehensive about Cloak and Dagger. Like yeah, everything else, because everything else recently, because they used to have, I don't know, a lot of their shows were uh, like Pretty Little Liars and, and stuff like that. While, you know, it might have spun out of control after a while. It, it was really well acted and, you know, and put together really well and stuff. And, and stuff has just gotten really bad on on Freeform. And you're just like, is the audience... I'm not sure what audience they're going for because apparently it's like mid twenties female is their target audience. Yeah, but but that don't like good TV. Like, I don't yeah, understand. exactly. <laughs> no, my uh, recommendation later is going to surprise some people. <laughs> um, so that siren avoid it like the plague, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah, like moving, uh, <laughs> moving to Friday. <laughs> Just <laughs> so yeah. On to Friday. Uh, ABC is uh, Once Upon a Time and Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. 2020. Uh, CBS remains the same. Uh, the CW has Dynasty uh, moving to Fridays as of March 9th. Uh, and then that'll be followed by uh, Jane the Virgin until the originals returns on uh, April 20th. Uh, Fox has uh, MasterChef Jr., uh, which started up on March 2nd, and then it'll be followed by encores of uh, Fox dramas. NBC will be Blindspot, Taken, and Dateline NBC. Uh, over on cable, Cinemax has uh, Strike Back, which started up at the beginning of February, and then has a new show, Relic, which will take that time slot as of April 13th. And then... On streaming, uh, Acorn TV has a new season of Striking Out as of uh, March 16th. Uh, Amazon Prime has a new season of Sneaky Pete dropping on uh, March 9th. Uh, then they have new show, The Dangerous Book for Boys, uh, starting up on the 30th of March. And then Bosch returns for a new season on April 13th. And then Netflix has new show Seven Seconds that started up, or that dropped on uh, February 23rd. Uh, Voltron Legendary Defender returned on March 2nd. Uh, new show Collateral drops on March 9th. Uh, as does a new season of Love. Uh, then new show On My Block drops on March 16th. Oh, then that show, uh, nope, I left that in there. I need to take that out. That show, <laughs> I think, no, I was just going down through the list. I think I put that in the show in the wrong spot there. Uh, but uh, Spirit Ride Free starts, uh, returns on uh, March 16th. Uh, new show, Alexa and Katie uh, starts up or uh, drops the season on uh, March 23rd. Uh as does new show The Mechanism uh, and new show Requiem. Uh, and then also Santa Clarita Diet returns with a new season on that day as well. Just dropping shows like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the following week on March 30th, a series of unfortunate events returns for another season, as well as Trailer Park Boys, The Boss Baby, Back in Business, new show... As of April 6th, 
uh, and then Lost in Space, a new show as of April 13th. So Fridays, I watch Jane Friday. the Virgin and MasterChef Junior. And I will check out. I have never watched um, Santa Clarita Diet, so maybe I'll watch the first episode or first season. Uh, and then Lost in Space, I want to check out. Uh, yeah, so for me, um, I'm watching MasterChef Junior. I'm way behind on Jane the Virgin. I haven't started the season yet. I'm watching uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Strike Back. I do want to check out because I did enjoy the original show. Uh, this is a season with a new cast. I but they are making wait. a guest star. Yeah, they, they're going to guest star like halfway through or something. Um, and then I can't wait for the second season of Santa Clarita Diet. I The first season I absolutely loved. Um, and... There's so many Netflix things. <laughs> yeah. like, I think most of them are new, but I don't know what a lot of these are. I mean, I'll probably check out some of them, um, but I don't know necessarily what a lot of these are. Um, yeah, so that may be pretty much it for me. Yeah, for me, Blind Spot, because I finally caught up with that. Uh, and then at some point, I'll catch up with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I've been recording the, the new season. I haven't watched all of the new season of strike back yet. I'm an episode or so behind, but I, I like that for the most part. Uh, so I'll continue to watch that. And then, yeah, I don't know. There's uh which one, there was a couple of uh, things in here. Uh, on my block is a new comedy, uh, but, uh, Alexa and Katie, while it's embargoed for review, I can say that I really liked it. What but even is it? That it looks like a it's a multicam comedy, right? Yeah, it's a it's a comedy. Two best friends that you know live next door to each other that are about to start high school, but one has been going through cancer treatment, uh, and but yet nobody like at her school knows or anything because like her treatments were happening like over the summer, and uh, they're about to start high school, and then you know uh, Kelly Kapowski plays one of the moms. So oh. that's always a a, a good thing. Uh, Not the so, actress, but Kelly Kapowski yes, herself. Right. It's amazing. <laughs> well, I'm trying to. Uh, I'm trying to I know. I I understand who you're talking about. I'm trying yeah. to go the uh, Amory route, where we, uh, you know, where we say Ted Mosby she is starring in the show. Yeah. Uh, uh, but for the most part, I think everybody knows who I'm talking about. But no, I I thought they did a a really good job with the first episode. It's it's definitely hits at that tween, early teen, you know, uh, audience, uh, sort of, I don't know, maybe skew a, a little bit older than like some of the, uh, like the Disney teen shows, uh-huh. like somewhere in that, that's kind of style, except way better. Well done you know, than, than some of those. Uh, I don't know. I, I thought it worked really well. And, uh, both the, you know, both the young actresses were good, and uh, I've had a crush on one on one of their moms for you know forever. So that doesn't hurt the show <laughs> for for me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's uh, I think that's one worth checking out when it uh, when it drops. Yeah, cool. the only the only new show I checked out was the Dangerous Book for Boys. I thought it was going to be like a uh, Jumanji type of show with a name like that, <laughs> but it's more of a dramedy um because it's basically this mother and her husband 
has uh, like passed away and now she's taking care of like the three kids and then the uncle shows up who is played by um, what's his name? The guy that's in that Let's Get Physical show. Uh, Chris uh, Antopoulos. Him. Yes. Um, and he shows up and he's like their carefree uncle. But like basically the father left them this book of activities to do like and then it just like one of the kids is reading and it sparks his imagination. He imagines like he's flying a um, like a spaceship, like a rocket ship. And like, I think each episode is going to be something. It's only six episodes. It's, it's an adaptation of a book. And I guess it's going to like this kid's just exploring his imagination and, and they're learning about their dad. Like and their the dad kid in it is Gabriel uh, Bateman. And I love that kid. He was an American Gothic. He was a creepy kid who like, cut up cats and stuff um i don't think so, he'll be doing that in this but i don't think he'll be doing that in this <laughs> but he was so good in that show that it made me think he's very good as an actor i mean this may be a good family show but it's not like it's not what i expected um hmm. based on the name but i i probably won't be watching any more of it but i could see people enjoying it cool that's friday all right Saturdays, ABC has NBA games. Uh, CBS continues to have repeats, as does Fox. And NBC, well, when they have a Saturday Night Live, they, they're playing that live in all time zones these days. So uh-huh. that's pretty much uh, uh, what's there. When not, you'll also find uh, Will and Grace and Superstore encores, uh, as well as Dateline Saturday Night Mystery and old SNL reruns. And then Ovation had uh, a new season of The Artful Detective start up back at the beginning of February on the 3rd. Also known as Murdoch Mysteries. I don't, I don't watch any TV on Saturdays. Uh, I watch Saturday wait, Night Live. But... There is one thing on Saturdays that I'm really looking forward to. TLC has the trading spaces. Of trading spaces <laughs> yes. Oh my April god, 7. I'm so excited. <laughs> I hope they bring back Hildy. And she destroys everyone's house, and they all get upset. <laughs> like oh, that, I can't wait to see. You remember that one episode where Doug did that beautiful living room, and the woman hated it and left? It crossed my soul. Nobody put beautiful. moss on someone's wall she, or something. Yes, yeah, she put straw or hay on somebody's wall. Um, I love trading spaces. That's what, April 7th or 14th? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's... Yes, it's one of those. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, that's our spring TV preview, 2018. That's right. Uh, yeah, let us know what shows uh, of those you're looking forward to. You know, uh, let us know if you watch any of those and you think we're completely wrong. Chances are you going to watch anything Jason recommended and I think he's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Based on the conversation we've had today. But I don't know. I recommended some stuff, and I didn't recommend some stuff, but some of the stuff is same as you that uh, you recommended. So I don't know. <laughs> Let's just. Let us know what you're watching. We'd love to hear. Yeah. Find out where, like, listeners where your and, royalties where, lie. Where listeners Find and, out and us, support. like, uh, you know. We're recruiting. Yeah, like, where, <laughs> where do we, where do we, uh, where do we fall in that, uh, in the timeline? Like, who are, uh, <laughs> who um, do you think is right or wrong on some of these shows? Let us know. Yes. Uh, Kids Baking Championship. I really, really, really need Alex to win. He's the cutest thing on earth. He's so Canadian. And he's just got this, like, well, shucks kind of attitude, and it's amazing. 
Did you watch Survivor? I I I didn't catch up on the other season, but I did start the new season. Okay, yeah, so. you don't need to watch the old season to watch the new <laughs> season. It's not. It doesn't continue. Um, that Donathan. Was he the guy with the the first guy that went to the ghost island? Is that... No, that was that was Jacob, the Seth Rogen, basically. Yes, yes, yeah. Jonathan was the one who went to the second ghost island, who has the accent. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh my God, he is. Bless his heart, he's gonna get pummeled. Like they're, he's gonna get walked all over. Um, but I loved him. But I'm he laughing. was smart to get to go there and get out of it. I, I thought that but, Seth Rogen guy did a, a smart job getting voted to go over there, but then he did the stupid thing of telling everyone that he did that. Exactly. And then he did the even stupider thing of trying to, hey, I got this fake idol, don't vote me out. And it's like, yeah, you're just asking for trouble. Exactly. Like, um, I'm not really, I don't, I don't really know who other people really are, but we'll, I'll, as I, I liked it so far, I liked the idea so far. I lost the email. Okay. Uh, project runway. I feel like they're just running out of ideas and I, there's so many ways I can say this. They're running out of ideas. And also Alyssa Milano, you're a beautiful woman. You don't need to wear clothes that are a size too small. This sounds like I'm, I know I sound like an ass what I'm saying this, but she just looks uncomfortable. I watch it and she looks uncomfortable in her clothes. Breathe girl. Breathe. Top chef. Does anybody watch top chef? Yeah. I, I don't know if I'm caught up. The last one I saw was mustachio Joe left. Like, did they finish it or no, no. So yeah. Joe flam and Adrian are left. The girl and the guy who came back from last can last chance kitchen. Yeah. Um, who would you prefer to win? I'm voting. I, I don't really care. <laughs> I like, like Jessica. Jessica? Not pistachio Joe. Baby oh, okay. Joe. Yeah. yeah, that's all I really have to say about that. I want Babyface Joe to win. Um, MasterChef Junior started, and these kids are adorable. Adorable. I'm so glad Joe Bastianich is back. Who do, do they only have two judges in the past? Is that no? They so it's been. Uh, last season of MasterChef Junior was Christina. They rotated in guest judges. So Aron Sanchez did some. There was a couple others. Wolfgang Puck was there for a couple episodes. So they like it was Christina and and Gordon, and then like a third judge that wasn't. Yeah. Uh, and then Aron Sanchez did. He was then the permanent judge for MasterChef, but I guess he's not doing Junior. And Joe is back, and I just love Joe. I think Joe is great and um i like their dynamic as a, a trio i don't love christina still but whatever and uh that show always makes me cry though because the little kids cry but at least they usually eliminate don't they eliminate them in pairs usually so well, that yeah, they don't like have to... last night they eliminated well this week they eliminated like they narrowed it down from what 24 boys and 24 girls to 12 boys and 12 girls or no maybe yeah. Yeah, I think that's what it was. I was like, I think it was 20 of each. Uh, yeah, because first they got rid of eight, and then they got rid of another four of them, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think it's cute that the sisters made it. That's that's cute. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I just love MasterChef Junior. It's just a, a nice break in the week because it is so hopeful, and Gordon's so great with them, and I love it. Um, America's Next Top Model. Again, they're running out of ideas. Again, all these women are insane people. Um, and... That's all I really had to say about that. The person that should have gone home went home, and we'll see 
I don't have a favorite at this point. I kind of hate them all, um, but I hope Christiana wins. And then you wanted to talk about Big Brother Celebrity Edition, which I didn't watch. Yeah, so that I really liked the way they ran the season because it was only three weeks and it was compressed down. And everything moved so much faster than stretching it out for over three months. I was you disappointed. Know what I've heard yeah. though is that like because these celebrities like they weren't just there to like promote something; they were there to play the game, and like they actually played the game. Oh, they were winning the money. It wasn't going to charity or anything. They were getting paid to be on it, and they were going for the money. That's so, crazy. Which I'm fine with that. If the, It's yeah. their job to act. Like They shouldn't have to give it to charity if they don't want to. Because no, like, the, the whole first episode opened with them all explaining how they all have kids going to college and how they need this money. But um, like uh, it came down to the final two was, um, what's her name? Marissa. I don't know how to pronounce yeah. her last Marissa name. Marissa Jared Winoker. Yes, uh, the Broadway uh, mm-hmm. person. And then Ross Matthews was the other one. She she chose to take Ross with her, which I thought was the stupidest move because Ross played the game the best. He was out there manipulating things and doing things. He definitely should have won. But, of course, all the celebrities were like, I'm voting for the person that didn't lie to me. And uh-huh. so it's like, that. I hate when people do that on Survivor. They don't understand it's part of the game. That person manipulated you. They're the ones that should win because they actually played the game. Not like, hey, who was the friendliest and nicest to me and didn't lie to me. So right. she ended up winning when he deserved to win. But at least he got like the um, fan favorite. People voted for him to get 50000 and he got his whatever is 50,000 or 100,000 for second place. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, I know that a lot of people were very into it and would watch it again. So cool. TV recommendations. I have a surprising one. So as the weeks went on, I had originally watched alone together and I just thought it was so painfully awkward and weird and, Esther and Benji are just the oddest, weirdest people on TV. But then I've slowly watched every episode. Sort of like Jason and um, what was the show? Living Biblically. Living Biblically, yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, it's it's so funny. I, I, she, she is a train wreck. It, she's a mess. And... Uh, there's just these situations they get themselves into. This past episode, there was an earthquake, and she went over to Benji's with like this box of stuff that if it's ever the big one, she's gonna sell to make money to survive. Um, like she has like a beanie baby in there. She has a, a lip tattoos or something that she really thinks that people are gonna want to have gotten from years ago, and she carries it around in like a caboodle. And then they convince Benji's sister to, to stick around because she's like super cool, and of course Esther wants to be just like her, but it goes horribly wrong like it always does and there's one moment esther shows up she has put the the lip tattoos on and she has like no sense of she has no self-awareness at one point crystal lee's character comes into the episode and he's like uh you look like an emancipated six-year-old and esther's like you really think so and he's like not a compliment and it's just so awkward and hilarious and i have completely come around on the show I couldn't stand those two. I couldn't. I didn't see anything likable in them. But I only watched the first episode. I'm like ten episodes in, and they're the best. Anyway, Kyle has a recommendation as well. Uh, so recently, I binged the both halves of season one of Amazon's The Tick. 
Uh, so this is the third iteration of this show. Like uh, in 94, there was a an animated series. And then in um, 2001, there was a live action version of the series. And so I, I've enjoyed all three versions of this, but I think this one is easily my favorite. Uh, it has like it feels a lot like um, uh, powerless, but so much better, like the production value is better and it's not and it's a little more serious as well as the humor. But I, it's got like that over the top comic booky feel with like the um, the violence and uh, like the overtop violence and I mean some of the language is I don't know why they bother to throw in all this like language just because I can but right. this could be like a more family friendly show and kids could enjoy it but then they go and throw in like all this this language which I don't think they needed uh, but I, I, overall I think it's a good mix of like humor action it's got some mystery and suspense in there and it makes a good binge because each episode like just flows from one to the next but it's it's basically like a superhero um, comedy action adventure series um Jason do you have uh, a recommendation uh, no I don't I mean he recommends the, getting sick so that you can get caught up yeah, in your DVR. That's, that's right I <laughs> Uh, taking advantage of if you get if you get that uh, late winter early spring cold <laughs> or flu, use that to uh, watch a lot of TV. Uh, no, I think just a, maybe just like a re recommendation of the of all the the new stuff and stuff that's coming. I really really like Krypton, so I think that one's probably at the top of the list from all the the new shows that are coming. So I'll just say that as my uh, recommendation. Interesting. Okay. That's all our show. <laughs> you can find it. That's it. You can find links to our recommendations and the news stories we talked about, as well as where you can contact us in the show notes at tvtimes3.com slash 390. Also, keep those YouTube subscriptions coming because I still need your help. Yeah, you can go back to uh, uh, tvtimes3.com slash uh, uh, 388 and uh, find the... Uh, all the links and stuff like that that you can uh, click on to go straight to those. I could still use some as well. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I wouldn't yeah. say no. To some. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to subscribe to Kyle anymore. I mean, you can. Uh, just it so would that, be nice. But it's just, no, just so that he no. can... Just so that he can stay above a thousand, because you never know when... They're going to kick it up to something bigger. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, you can always uh, use some subscribers and and yeah. So all our links, uh, as well as a few other friends of the podcast, uh, you can find in uh, the show notes for episode three eighty eight. Uh, would be much appreciated. And there you have it. Um, wish everybody luck in the snow. Well, Kyle, luck in the snow. Jason, you're not getting uh, over a foot of snow no, this week. Just rain. Um, and uh, yeah. That's our show. Enjoy the spring TV. Yeah, there's and don't forget to set don't forget to set your clocks ahead on March 11th. Yeah, otherwise you'll you'll go to watch something and well, most people are DVR and stuff, so it doesn't your really DVR matter. Will. As, yeah, as, it doesn't long matter. As, as long as your um, as long as your cable guide or or TiVo guide or whatever actually uh, properly aligns itself. I have itself. great news, you guys. Since we started, the chance for more than 10 inches of snow has gone. Uh, down to 10 for 11%. And the chance for less than six inches in our area has gone 
to 50%. So I think the snow is getting downgraded. I'll keep everybody posted. <laughs> All right, I got to go because I got to eat because it's right. 8 Same All right, here. bye. I got to eat as well. Bye. Bye. I'm eating. <laughs> 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 well, go have a snack, Kyle. Okay.